Welcome to the Joyful Dog Podcast. My name is Neve Lynch and I'm a dog trainer from Dublin, Ireland. This podcast is basically an outlet for me to discuss my thought processes that week, the highs and lows of my own personal training journey, and to share my dog training ideas. As a relatively new trainer in the industry with just about six years formal experience under my belt, I still feel like a newbie. <laughs> and I want to reassure anyone out there who's listening that I think feeling that way is totally normal. I hope you enjoy listening and remember to keep your training joyful. So I tried to start a podcast last year, 12 months ago to be exact, and I thought it'd be a great idea considering I had just quit my job and I was starting up my own business and I thought, you know, my business needs a podcast. I need to do all of the things, all of them, in order to be successful. Well, then March 2020 hit and as you know, we had a worldwide pandemic. It was, no, it was awful. Um, don't start a business in a pandemic. That's one thing I recommend not to do, but also I'm lucky that it's it's worked out so far. But anyway, I'm back now to start the podcast round two and I've kind of decided how I'm going to do it. Because So I listened back to the last episode I made, which is episode one, which was a bit of a disaster. And it sounds rehearsed and it sounds like I'm reading off a page, which I was. So this time I am not going to be pre-writing my episode and it's going to be kind of more of a training diary and putting my thoughts down on stuff, especially when I have like big breakthroughs and something or something finally makes sense that didn't before. I'm relatively new in the industry. I've been studying dogs and dog training in a formal manner since 2014 and it's now 2021. So we're looking at six, seven years, which isn't isn't massive and in that time it's been a lot of learning about the theory of dog training and doing a lot of looking at the knowledge side of it and figuring out all of that stuff and passing tests and watching webinars and all that kind of thing but one thing that you know being locked in your house for a year <laughs> will teach you is that you need actual experience training dogs you know you can do all the reading you want but you need to get on the floor with your clicker and your treats or whatever you're using and train the damn dog <laughs> and this is what I've done for the last year obviously I've trained dogs before this but this year was stop attending seminars stop looking at webinars all of the damn time just train your dog just better your mechanics and I think I have definitely started a journey to being a cleaner trainer cleaner in my mechanics I've definitely learned a lot this year from my own dogs and other dogs too when I was allowed out to train occasionally during the summer from this point on this podcast is going to be me pretty much venting or telling you a story or logging a thought that I've had that I don't want to kind of forget or documenting a mindset that I was in because sometimes things make sense in a moment or when you're doing something but then you get distracted and months later you come back to it and you're like what had what was that again how did I figure that one out again so this is what this podcast is going to be and I hope you stick around and enjoy it so 
This episode is going to be on shaping because that's what I've been working on recently. I'm also kind of taking part in some of the heel work live stuff that um, Joe Rosie Haffenden and Nando Brown, for those of you who don't know, they're the School of Canine Science in the UK. And if you do any of their courses, they give you a little code to get into their Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, they've been putting up loads of like free live videos on how to train a formal heel work, um, a formal heel position. And that's been fun. That's something I've always wanted to train a dog to do. So I've been kind of participating in that. But a lot of the stuff that I've been working on recently is rally free, rally obedience or rally free um, and musical freestyle stuff. So the most recent course I'm doing now is with Julie Flannery with the Fenzy Dog Sports Academy. She has a six week course out now all about shaping. And the reason I want to talk about shaping in this episode is because I've had a little bit of a breakthrough in the last week as to what shaping is and how to shape efficiently and effectively. I've always kind of had a bit of an issue with shaping. (laughs) Not like shaping in itself. Like I just think free shaping is quite hard if you're not in any way skilled. And when you're starting off on your training journey, you're not skilled. You have very poor mechanics. Some people are naturally gifted with their mechanics. Other people take a lot of time to work on them and that's one of the things I've really had to work on is my mechanics and making sure that I'm timing my markers properly and then I'm reaching for the treat after the dog has heard the marker and all of that takes tons and tons of practice and when you're trying to think about that and you're trying to think about what behavior you're trying to shape and you're watching the dog in front of you all of that can be really hard so free shaping for me in the past has had tons and tons of like frustration on both parts the poor dog is frustrated I'm like why why am I not getting this why is the dog not getting this what am I doing wrong and I think coupled with the fact that I've spent like the last age just focusing on my own skills in the last year and also because I've had some serious goals in mind for where I want to go with my training I think my mechanics have really improved my shaping skills then it's gotten a little bit easier not that it's, it's not easy but it's a little bit easier it's kind of like when your mechanics when you don't really have to think about them it's easier to focus on the criteria that you're looking for when you're shaping but one of the big issues I used to have or I still do I'm still learning at the moment but I just had a bit of a brainwave recently I need to just flesh all this out in words so I would always kind of jump criteria too quickly so I would have this list in my head of the final behavior broken into all these pieces and in my head it would be like say I was teaching a dog to pick up an object I'd have dog glances at object, dog looks at object, dog moves towards object, dog puts nose near object, dog sniffs object, dog touches an object, dog opens mouth like slightly near object, dog puts mouth on object and each of those things is the little approximations towards the final behavior. For free shaping then I'd have this image in my head of these are all the steps, this is where we need to go Um, and then I'd sit down, treats in pocket, clicker in hand and I'd be ready to go right and the dog would look at the object I'm like yes that's it first level, boom, click treat and I might reward a couple of dog looking at object click treat and then the thing is then if the dog offered something else on that ladder of approximations so say the dog went from looking at the object to sniffing it I'd be like oh look at that now done that now brilliant but I'd have all these criteria in my head that I'd be clicking kind of nearly all of them whenever they were offered even if the dog wasn't sure what it was doing itself and I was trying to figure out what do you want human and I'm like well you've just sniffed it or you just touched it or you and 
there was no set structure to it because I knew what the approximations were, but I didn't have the skills to apply that learning or to apply that theory of how to shape appropriately to what I was doing. So this week, the course that I'm doing has kind of clarified for that for me, which is kind of why I think it's so important that you do find not just one instructor to teach you something, but try loads, try a few different people, different trainers, different companies, different backgrounds, different education companies and bodies to, to look and learn from. Watch them train. Don't just listen to their words. You need to watch them train because they will help clarify it for you. But anyway, so going back to the picture of the shaping. So step one, what you're looking for for the first approximation is I want the dog to look at the object. I have my little, I don't know, tennis ball on the floor. I have my clicker and treats ready. The final behavior is I want you to pick up that tennis ball in your mouth. That's something I want to communicate to my dog. Well, click treat for looking at it. Click treat for looking at it. Click treat for looking at it. And if I can predict that I know what the dog is going to do next, if I know that she's just going to go and look at the object again because she's twigged it, I might withhold the click and see if she can give me more. Now, if she goes over and puts her mouth on the ball, I will click treat for that. What I used to do before was go... Well, that's it now. We've skipped a load of approximations. That's where we're at. I'll accept nothing less than putting your mouth on the ball now. And in reality, that's not how dogs learn. And it's taken me so long to realise that shaping, when you go up and down the ladder, not to panic if you have to go back down the ladder. If you have to go back in approximations, don't panic. Because that's where I kind of get confused then and go, well, where am I now in the li- in the list? And then if you're trying to focus on your mechanics as well, you're kind of just this jumbly mess of, I don't know what I'm doing. Free shaping is supposed to be a little bit messy but like kind of a constructive messy so click treat for looking click treat for looking click treat for looking and I can predict by the fourth go that the dog's gonna look at the object I will hold out and see can they offer me more so maybe their nose brushes off it a click treat for that and then can they do that again can they brush their nose off it click treat for that and if they go over and put their mouth on it that's great I'm gonna click treat for that but I have to remember my criteria was put your nose on it okay so I will then after they've put their mouth on it that one big leap they took where they're like oh I'm gonna put my mouth on it now that does not mean they know that that's what you want go back and reward another putting their nose against it and when you can predict that they're going to put their nose on it again that's when you hold out for more that's it that makes sense to me I don't know if this is making any sense to anyone else but it's those leaps don't take those leaps in criteria in approximations don't take those leaps as the dog knowing what it's to do next they're so clever at tricking us into thinking they know what's going on or they know what you want and that's the downfall of having such an incredibly domesticated animal they're so good at communicating with us and letting us think things (laughs) they are smart and they're wonderful as they are but they're gonna take a little bit of time so yes the thing I learned this week was if the dog takes a leap in shaping you still need to have the criteria you're at in mind and don't just assume the next repetition is them going to be putting their mouth on it again or taking that leap again go back down and stick with it stick with the criteria the level that you're at if they do skip the all of those steps again and do the behavior closer to what you want closer to the picture the final behavior amazing great click treat click treat 
you're just really quickly ascended through your your shaping criteria and you're almost there but more often than not they're going to look at you like what am I doing um, so you go back down to the, the previous step and of course when you're trying to mentally wade through all of your approximations and trying to keep track of where you are and what the dog is offering you because they give they bring 50% of it to the table it's not all you so by watching what they're doing and trying to keep track of all the approximations in your head and w- keeping track of where you are in the shaping plan you need to have clean mechanics doing this you need to be knowing where you're going to toss your reward if you're going to toss your reward and you need to know the pocket that you have the treats and needs to be easily accessed the treats need to be hidden you need to click and make sure that you do not move your hand to your pocket at the same time as the click all of those mechanics need to be clean your environment needs to be you know set up so that the object itself is kind of the the centerpiece so that there isn't a load of toys and treats and stuff hanging around on walls and things for dogs to reach that they're going to get super distracted or think something else is is part of it so this is why shaping has been so hard for me it's kind of like what am i doing whereas this week i feel like i've kind of cracked it a little bit i'm still obviously still having messy sessions and dogs do things that you did not expect them to do (laughs) like in training sessions for example I've been doing loads of shaping Kaylee my little lurcher to go around objects so I wanted her to go around the washing basket so I shaped that and then I in the same environment I shaped go around um some a little box thing and then did um shaped go around a large cardboard box shaped go around like a bean bag thing and then on the fifth object so I was shaping all these things to practice my skills with something that she kind of knows already and she quickly ascended with each one each subsequent object she got quicker and quicker at learning to go around it to offer that behavior and um, but I didn't take for granted that she understood go around the object even by object three and object four having them in the center of the room in the same place we were training the previous objects it still took a little bit for her to go oh you want me to go around it she hadn't quite generalized the behavior so I trained her as if it was all brand new again and by telling myself she didn't have a clue what I was doing I was able to go through it quicker with her so by the by the fourth object she managed to learn to go around it in less than two minutes whereas the first session was five and a half minutes of teaching her to go around the object which is a very long time I mean it's a very long time for a training session I don't mean it's a very long time to teach her that some dogs it'll take them you know a few sessions to learn how to go around something but for a training session one sitting five and a half minutes is a long time and I don't usually do sessions that long but then with the fifth object which we did today kind of made me realize that uh you know they don't truly know something until they've practiced it loads and loads and loads because the fifth object the first thing she did was jump onto it and I think it's going to take me a bit of practice and a bit more probably more than two or three sessions to teach her to go around this object because for some reason she is just drawn to getting onto us she just wants to put the feet on it get up on it I don't know what it is it is a it is a footstool type of thing and she has she's sitting sat on it before um but just the fact that I was there thinking well this is object number five in the same area where we've previously trained four other go around the objects object number five you would think she would go oh yeah we're just doing this thing but nope the 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 context of this object is I get on it so even though she's learnt in that area previously go around these previous four objects this one object is proving quite difficult and that's interesting but yeah 
these are my thoughts on shaping and I know this is probably all over the place and that's fine. This is just for me. So if by some weird, weird coincidence you've clicked on this podcast and you're expecting a trainer who knows what they're on about to tell you something new about shaping, I'm here to tell you today. I also have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no idea. I'm kind of getting there. Um, so if you are struggling with shaping or any behavior, anything, if you're struggling to lure your dog up onto an object, rest assured there is some other trainer out there who is in the exact same boat as you. So don't lose hope. There's hope for us all. Train the dog in front of you and make sure that they're, they're happy to participate because this podcast is called The Joyful Dog after all. And I will see you next time. Thank you.